0: Welcome to Easier Movement, Happier Horses. I'm Mary DeBono, your Movement and Mindset Coach. If you'd like to have flexible, balanced movement, a relaxed, confident mindset, and a joyful connection with your horse, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share what I've learned over the past 30 years of helping improve the performance and partnership of horses and their humans. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello, do you know that you get to decide who you are? Not your family, not your friends, not your colleagues, not your neighbors, not some random people on the internet, but you. And all too many of us forget that. You know, we actually kind of create our identity when we're quite young. So you know it's in, and what happens is we let other people decide who we are what our qualities are what our characteristics are we don't realize it because it just it just kind of happens almost naturally is we don't take ownership of it okay and there are ways i'm going to help you reshape your identity to be the person you truly truly want to be so you can live the life you truly want Hi, I'm Mary DeBono, and this is the Easier Movement, Happier Horses podcast. By the way, this applies to horses too in their own way. It's a little bit different, but but keep listening and you'll find out how that works. So as a movement and mindset coach, and I've been doing this work for well over 30 years, I have heard people describe themselves in all kinds of ways. So some of them are, are I'm not artistic, I'm not flexible, I'm not... Um, I'm not relaxed, like I'm always stressed and anxious, that's just who I am, or I'll never be a natural rider, I'm not coordinated, I'm not balanced, you know, all these kind of things. Um, You might hear people say, I've heard this one a lot, I always forget people's names, or I'm no good at math, or bad knees and stiff backs run in my family or of course i'm going to have arthritis you know everyone in my family had arthritis things like that okay so it it, it runs the gamut uh, you might think oh i'm clumsy and uncoordinated it's just who i am it's like it's like this preordained thing but really those identities have been shaped again generally at a very young age but we continue to shape them but often the foundation of your identity starts when you're quite young Maybe you were in second grade and somebody made a comment in gym class and at that impressionable age, and by the way, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're still impressionable for the most part, unless you take ownership of it, but that could change the whole trajectory of how, you know, of your life and how you see yourself. So this is really, really important. It's a really important subject. So um, I'm glad you're here. So there's like layers of identity too. So maybe you started thinking of yourself in certain ways when you were very, very young. And then over the years, you're adding to that, right? You're reinforcing certain things. You're replacing certain things. It's like you're you're creating this identity over the years, okay? And today what I'd like to do is give you some simple, easy ways that you can change your identity and have it aligned with the person you really want to be. Okay. And, and really be able to expand what you're doing, how you're feeling and what you're capable of. Okay. It's like you can think of it and, and this is true for anyone at any age. So I call it giving yourself a do over. You remember when you were kids and you were playing a game or something and maybe there was a mistake or you didn't do so well. You're like, I want a do over. Well, this is your, this is your do over. You get to have a do over in how you shape your identity. Okay. So, just to say it again, you decide who you are—not your parents, not your friends, not not your coworkers, not your neighbors, not the the other people at the barn, not some random people on the internet. You decide. So remember that, okay? So start right now that you are going to decide who you are, okay? And you know Moshe Feldenkrais, the man who. Originated the Feldenkrais method, which is an incredibly powerful way of improving your movement and your overall well-being. Well, he said many wonderful things, but one of them was, "You become what you pay attention to." Other people have said variations of this, like um, energy flows where attention goes, things like that. But I I love how Moshe put it because he says, "You become." what you pay attention to. That's pretty powerful. And I've seen this to be true. So really pay attention to how you direct your attention. And something that I remind people all the time is your horse, okay, your horse notices how you're paying attention, what you're putting your attention on, and that shapes your interactions with your horse, okay? So your horse feels how you're moving, how you're breathing, right? And what you're paying attention to. And that influences your interactions with your horse to a great degree, okay? So you become what you pay attention to. And another thing is your identity, and this goes along with the attention, is shaped by your self-talk. You know, we have that voice in our head that's often non-stop, right? We have anywhere from 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Many of them are unconscious. We don't even know. We're just saying them over and over to ourselves. Well, that is, again, shaping and reinforcing your identity. So when you start to pay attention to what you're saying to yourself, that's a big game changer. That is a great first step in reshaping your identity. So the speaker, Brian Tracy, he's also an author. He says, and I love this quote, don't say anything about yourself that you don't want to be true. So just say you have a habit of saying, I always forget people's names. If you don't want that to be a characteristic of yourself, don't say it because you're just Telling your brain, okay, this is who we are, and find me evidence of that, because your brain will, your brain will find evidence of who you're saying you are. So if you say, "I'm always clumsy," okay, we're on it. Let's trip over the next, you know, uh, change of, of of terrain in this in the sidewalk, whatever it is. So if you don't want it to be true, don't say it, whether aloud or to yourself. Okay, I love that quote. Don't say anything about yourself that you don't want to be true. Credit to Brian Tracy. So, you know, again, so, so your identity is reinforced by your self-talk, the conscious and the unconscious self-talk, okay? So this is where paying attention is important. But of course, also by your actions. By your actions. And this is where we can also really step in and change things up. So if you think about it, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your results are all connected. It's like a chain, right? So when you start to change one aspect of this, it's going to change your results, okay? So remember, your brain is going to look for evidence to support, to reinforce what you're saying, whether you're saying it just to yourself or you're saying it aloud. So how you think about yourself will be proven true by your by your brain, it's like your brain is saying, okay, that's what we believe. Got it. We're going we're gonna to prove that for you. Again, using the example of, you know, if you're clumsy, if you're stressed, you know, if unathletic, your brain will keep giving you evidence that that's true because that's what you're telling it. Same thing if you say, I'm not creative, not artistic, not good at math. Okay, that's who we are. Got it. We don't want that. So the it's important to think about who you want to be. Who is this person you want to be, right? How would you define them? What kind of qualities would the person have, okay? And then we're going, and I'll take you step by step how to do this, okay? So really important, because you can reshape your self-image to match the person you want to be, right? And it all starts by noticing, noticing how you're feeling, what you're thinking, you know, whether aloud or to yourself and how you're acting, what your actions are, what is your behavior. Okay, this is important. And remember, awareness brings clarity. So like Dr. Feldenkrais said, you become what you pay attention to, right? Having that awareness, you know, you start to put your your attention on things. Oh, that's what I'm saying to myself. I didn't even realize it. You know, you'll catch yourself. So you make the intention that you're going to pay more attention to your thoughts and to what you're saying and what you're doing. So you're going to start interrupting your habits. We have habits of thought, same way as we do habits of movement and acting. Okay. So another thing Moshe Feldenkrais often said was, you have to know what you're doing to be able to do what you want. This comes back to awareness. Paying attention, okay? So very, very important. So start paying attention to what you do, say, and believe about yourself. And then ask yourself, who would I be? How would I feel? And what would I do if I was already that person, that identity that I desire? Kind of like your ideal identity. How would you be? How would you feel? What would you do if you were already that person? Okay, super important. And it doesn't mean you have to go to the top of the mountain, so to speak. Right? if you wanna be more flexible, this is a common one I get. People just assume that, oh, you know, especially if they've had injuries and coupled that with aging, they're like, of course I'm going to be arthritic and stiff. And they just accept that as an inevitable decline But if I can help them give their brain evidence that they can start to move in easier, more fluid, more balanced ways, then the brain is like, wait, wait a minute, okay, this is who we are now. I'll give you more evidence of that. And their movement starts to improve. So it slowly expands into a a freer, more fluid way of moving. So this is what we do this is a big part of the feldenkrais method that i teach and we do this in in your in the move with your horse program which by the way i've opened enrollment for a new six-week cohort i am so excited more about that later but super super important so we do this in the program that we break down movements and there are particular movements right? They're designed to be novel, to get the attention of the nervous system, to interrupt your habits in different ways. We use variations, but we do specific movements and we do them small and slow. So you can have them feel very fluid, very easy, very comfortable. Sometimes that means like, cause some people have major problems. They have, you know, years of, of structural problems uh, problems, you know, injuries or whatnot, um, or neurological diseases, I've worked with people of all ages and all levels of, of fitness and, and difficulties. You might have to start doing it in your imagination, but that still will stimulate parts of the motor cortex that you would do if you actually did the movement. And then we go a little bit past it. So you're doing, you know, just a tiny bit in reality. And then you can keep growing that. But the idea is you're giving your brain evidence that you are a person who moves with suppleness, right? With elegance, with grace, with balance, with coordination, and your brain will start to expand that for you. Okay. And again, in my, in the move with your horse program, and also the, if you just want to do yourself and not, and not your horse, we have the uh, effortless movement for equestrians, which is the human Feldenkrais only. So both those options are available right now. Um, but the idea is we give you those very particular, very specific experiences so you can become that more athletic rider, that more balanced athletic person, right? More coordinated with that elegant movement, better posture, et cetera. I always say, your brain doesn't need big movements, it just needs new ideas, because that's what gets you started on the path, okay? The new ideas, the novelty, the non-habitual movements and sensations. So this is really, really important, and you can start this right now. You can start it right now. Again, we we dive into this in great detail in my programs, and I have specific step-by-step to get you there but you could even just start by paying more attention, paying more attention to how you're sitting, right? You know, again, um, you know, are you sitting in a balanced way, an easy way, right? When you're walking, can you do it a little bit easier? Another one of my famous questions is, how can this feel easier? So whatever this happens to be, whatever activity you're doing at the moment, and also paying attention to your thoughts. You can start that right away, of course, right? So again, if we think to, you know, think about an identity you would like to have, like who would you like to be? We're giving you a do-over, right? Clean slate. You're getting a do-over right now. Who is that person? How, so pretend you're, you're, you are that person. Right? How, who would you be? Who, how would you feel? And what would you do? What would your ideal day look like? Who would you surround yourself with? How would you interact with people? And with animals, And, you know, how would you, think about your internal state. How would you talk to yourself? So you're that person. How would you talk to yourself? And think about what would you stop doing? What would you stop doing when you're, we're pretending now you're already the ideal identity. What would you stop doing? What would you do more of? And what would you do less of? So think about that. These are really important questions because you can weave these into your day right now. Just maybe take a little example, take like one little portion of a new identity and start to play with this. Just think about what personal qualities would you want to develop? What attitude would you want to cultivate the most? And of course, how would you talk to yourself? So now you're the ideal identity. How would you talk to yourself? So it's really important, you know, when we're we're having this idea of sh- you know, shaping your identity and you deciding who you are. Think about your values. What do you value in life? What do you prioritize? You know, for many people, they'll prioritize um, health family, you know, loved ones, you know, social connections, you know, their relationships with their animals, with other people, maybe financial security, maybe creativity, compassion. I mean, there's there's a a quite a number of different values, right, you can choose from. But think about that. So this is an important part of shaping your identity is to match your actions with your values. If you're saying you really, really value your your, your relationship with your horse, for example, but yet you're always, you know, structuring your day where you can never go see your horse or never spend the quality time with your horse, right? Then you're not matching your actions with your values. So think about that. Think of how your actions are aligning or not aligning with your values, okay? Because remember, it's important to give your brain evidence of what you want right so it can reshape your identity to match that say that again it's important to give your brain evidence of what you want right so give it evidence It means do even a tiny bit of what you want so it can use that to help reshape your identity remember the brain needs evidence and then it'll run with it it's like okay we're believing this now this is what we we're doing all right i got it okay so remember that so I'm gonna give you an example. So just say um, you see yourself getting stiffer over time, right, You um, and you think, okay, I'm getting more arthritic. Again, like I mentioned before, you might believe that that's an inevitable result of aging and injuries. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Doesn't have to be that way, okay? You get to decide. So again, like I said earlier, Right? There are ways you can move and you can use a process like the Feldenkrais method that I teach to start to move in, they could be very small, but very impactful ways to reshape that, to give your brain evidence that, hmm, wow, that movement feels so smooth and graceful. Okay. And suddenly now maybe the joint that you were worried about has different, more degrees of freedom in it. Okay. I've seen some amazing things with people that thought they had to be stuck in a certain downhill decline. Okay. So I'll give an example. There was a, a woman came to me for sessions and she was in her late eighties. She had had a, a re- artificial hip or replaced hip several years before. And, she did all the PT, she had an excellent surgeon, she had all the stuff and she was doing a lot of different things, but she still was walking with a very bad limp and it got so bad that she really had to use a walker. She had to use a walker and she kept going back to the surgeon and the surgeon said no. Cause she said, my legs don't feel even. And the surgeon was like, no, they're even like everything is okay. And even showed her the x-rays and all the thing. And, Again, she was doing therapies and stuff and nothing was helping. So I led her through some Feldenkrais awareness through movement lessons that taught her to actually change how she was using her trunk, right? Her rib cage or her torso. this is huge because I see this in almost everybody has a problem with this, or I should say a habit. That they bend more to one side than the other. This really makes you crooked on your horse, by the way. Even if you don't look crooked, your horse feels your crookedness, your imbalance. Very, very common. And that's what she was doing. It wasn't about her legs. Her legs were fine. I mean, she had a wonderful new hip that was working fine, but it was the way she was organizing through her trunk and even over her, you know, with her head over her trunk, that whole thing. So when I led her through um, a Feldenkrais an awareness through movement lesson, she could not believe the difference. And so what was really funny was when she laid down at first, her one leg did look shorter than the other. It did. Lying down, it did look that way. And it certainly felt that way standing up. I mean, she that's why she had to use a walker. And then after the Feldenkrais lesson, her legs were the same length. Now, I didn't somehow magically get her leg to stretch it was changing what she was doing in the trunk. Okay, this is big, this is big. We spend a bit of time on this in my program, Move With Your Horse, or the Effortless Movement for Equestrians, because this is so important and it's such a common thing. So it was really interesting because she suddenly went, so then when she got up after the Feldenkrais lesson, she was straight, her legs felt even, And she could see the difference too. She felt even, even when she was lying down after the lesson, and she didn't need a walker or cane or anything. Like it was, it was crazy how quickly she improved. Her daughter could not believe it. Her daughter was just amazed. She had been struggling with this for so many years. So that person, she was in her late 80s when she improved to that degree. I've worked with people in their 90s. You know, I've worked with little, very young little babies, and all the way up. So. It is never too late. It's never too late and it's never too early to get started on this. So remember, you can reshape your identity. She you know, she was giving her brain evidence that she was declining and declining and declining and that nothing she she could do was was helping her get better and she was feeling very vulnerable. She wanted to walk her little dogs. She had two dogs, but with a walker it was difficult. So she was going in what I call a downward spiral. And instead she from from rediscovering how she could use herself in this more balanced way, right? It was reawakening her ability to improve. and but again, it started with awareness. It started with paying attention, paying attention. So the movements, the feldenkrais lessons, they, you know, they work by guiding your attention to how you're moving and to how you're feeling. okay? So it's through. You know, movements and and guided attention that you improve. And it's all about your your learning. This isn't like like exercise. You know, it's a, a very gentle form of movement that anyone at any age can do. So that woman reshaped her identity right there and then as someone who could improve. And she was not a little vulnerable old lady anymore. She was someone who could improve dramatically in a short period of time and could you know, walk in this more balanced, comfortable way. So, and she was able to then be more independent, walk her own dogs, etc. So pretty cool stuff. So this is really, really important. You, you wanna give your brain evidence of the identity that you desire, okay? So so again, if, if you, I don't go on Twitter anymore, but if you do, here's, the, here's a tweetable. The brain doesn't need big movements, it just needs new ideas. So it wasn't like with that woman I was doing, you know, guiding her through, you know, huge athletic movements. They were small, gentle movements done with a high quality of attention. That's what her brain needed and that's what she got, okay? And that's how, why she got the improvement. Same is true for you, okay? Remember, you're rewiring your brain to reshape your identity. So it's not about big movements or little movements, or for example, if you want to be more creative, it doesn't mean you have to go out and do this big masterpiece of art or something, little things, think of little ways you can start to, to weave more creativity in your life. I like to do it with my horse with, um, I love positive reinforcement training. And I do that with my horse. I do it with my dog. So with, with my horse Breeze, I feel very creative when we're working together, playing together. Same thing with my dog Tony. It's so creative. I love it. So that's one way that I express my creativity. So again, I'm reinforcing to my brain that I'm a creative person. It doesn't have to be that you're painting, but maybe that is something you want to do. So you start with, with, you know, something that feels easy to you, that feels, that'll feels. give you a feeling of, yeah, that was creative, okay? So, and what's great about this is when you start to give your brain small evidence, right? Little bits and pieces of evidence, your brain will expand on that, right? And so, again, going back to the movement example, you might start doing very small movements, but gradually, again, as your brain feels the safety of the movements, the ease of the movements, your range will expand and your speed and your power and all that will increase. Okay. This is what we do. So, um, Oh, I, I promise I would say something about your horse's identity. <laughs> and obviously it's different. They fortunately for them, don't have the bazillion thoughts running through their heads where they're telling themselves how unathletic they are or whatever, but they have their own history, their own, experiences, their own genetics, things that shape how they act in the world and how they feel. And a big, big part of the program, if you choose the one that also includes the horse work, is we help your horse feel that it's, to, to experience, I should say, that it's possible to feel differently. So we help your horse fe- experience that it's possible to feel differently. And the same is true for you. We do the same thing with you. We help you experience as possible to feel differently, to feel again that you have elegant, easy, comfortable movement, powerful movement, supple movement. And we help the horse as well so you both end up making better decisions, you have better actions, your actions align better with the, you know, with the activity. So, for example, with a horse, sometimes horses will just you know, um, they'll they'll just react compulsively, right? Oh, this is what I always do when I come to the grooming area, when I see the saddle or in the arena or when I, I'm on trail and um, a bird flies out of a bush, this is what I do. But instead of always reacting compulsively, by changing, right, how they feel, how they ex- are experiencing life, we can help them act and not just react so we can get them out of those habitual behaviors. Really, really important stuff. So it's not only just about freer movement, which of course is wonderful. They feel better. It's healthier. It's all those good things, better performance, but it changes the brain in these ways. So this is true for humans as well as horses and dogs, by the way, we do this with dogs as well. Okay. So let's get back to you. A great way to change your identity is to change your standards. So raise your standards to match the identity of who you want to be. Remember I said this earlier, if you were that ideal person, that ideal self, what would you be doing? How would you feel? You know, who would you be? So raise, you know, so think about that and then raise your standards to match that, okay? Um, So again, you start with small things. If you want to be a more balanced, flexible, coordinated rider, you start moving in ways that reflect that, okay? Not to keep going on about my program, but it is open now and this is what we do. This is what we do. By the way, if you're listening to this live um, until March 30th of 2023, if you sign up for the program, you actually get a really really good bonus that you get a free 30 minute feldenkrais session zoom session with me so like one on one private okay we're going to be doing a lot of work together in the program but you get a private session with me okay so that's that's worth a bunch of money so if you sign up you know quickly so if you sign up by March 30th of 2023 you'll get that okay And there'll be stuff in the show notes or the podcast app description you're watching this, but the show notes are marydebono.com forward slash blog forward slash H as in horse 53 and it's lowercase H. Okay. But you'll see it also in the descriptions. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's in the description below. So, okay. Practice believing in yourself every day. This goes along with aligning your actions to match the identity you want. So practice that. Practice that you're believing in yourself, okay? Remember that what you do today determines your future. This is another big thing. This is why I'm on such a mission about improving your movement and, and how you think, because this is shaping your future. Like it's affecting you today. Oh wow, I can you know ride my horse better, all that good stuff. But it's also impacting how you're going to be in 5, 10, you know, 20, 30 years and, and on, right? What you do today impacts your future, okay? So so in, let, let's just to wrap this up, please remember that you are the master of the moments of your life, okay? You are in control. You get to decide who you are and what you're going to do and to allow that person that you want to, to really express yourself by your actions so that your, your values are expressed, okay? Your priorities are, are clear and you respect them. You actually prioritize them in your life, okay? So we'll just, we'll say, pay attention to your thoughts, pay attention to that self-talk, whether conscious or unconscious, okay? Remember not to say anything about yourself that you don't wanna be true, right? That's thanks to Brian Tracy, I love that. So really think about that. And when you catch yourself, by the way, because you will, you will catch yourself and you'll be like, don't go, this is what I do. And it really works. If I catch myself having a thought that, you know, wasn't in my best interest, let's just say, I actually become grateful because I'm like, wow, that's another opportunity for awareness. For me to change that to help me reshape my identity. So give yourself a little thank you when you catch yourself and that, oh, I'm so glad I caught that. So instead of like, oh, there I go again, because what is that doing? Right? That's just reinforcing a negative aspect of yourself. You don't want that. No, no, no. So instead, say, oh wow, wasn't that awesome that I just caught that? Right? So awesome. I do this even like if I forget something. Say I'm going out to the car, I'm about to drive away, and I realize, oh, I forgot something. Instead of like, I forgot something, I think, oh, I'm so glad I remembered that, right? And I go back in the house and get whatever it was. So start to play with that. That sounds like, oh, simple little things, but again, this is all about small things that build up that your brain is getting this evidence and it'll expand on these things, okay? So remember, take action. Your actions reinforce your identity. So if you want to be a confidence-balanced rider, do the things necessary to achieve that. Okay, you know, do what it takes to become one, and you know, surround yourself with people like that. So we have in, in a, we have a private Facebook group for the people that join the program, and we have incredible people with all kinds of expertise and all level, different levels. Some are new, some are you know. Um, very, very accomplished writers and trainers and things like that. We have all levels, and we just really support each other. It's a really cool environment. So that's important. So surround yourself with people who, who also share your values, who share your priorities, who you know are working with themselves that they they are on kind of a personal development mission, right? And you'll reinforce each other, and maybe you even remind each other. Okay. And it's also important to practice self-reflection, right? To maybe put your day up for review. Another thing I like to think about is if I were living this day over again, would I choose these same things like in my actions? And if you can catch yourself before you actually do that, like in other words, live your day as if you were living it the second time, that can be helpful too. Okay. So you're, you, you think about that or maybe put little post-it notes. And it's like, if you were living this day over, would I still do that? A lot of times you wouldn't, whatever that happens to be. Like, if it's a questionable choice, (laughs) usually you'd be like, nah, wouldn't do it. Okay. Um, So set high standards for yourself, raise the bar and expect more of yourself. Don't settle for mediocrity. If you want to be a really great horse person, do the things it takes to become one. Okay. Um, the author, James Clear, he, I, again, there's another quote I really like. He says, every action you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. Every action you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. So think about that. So sometimes we're taking actions that are not in alignment with, with what we want to be become. Okay. So remember, you have the power to shape your identity. You're not defined by your past by your friends, by your family, by your colleagues, or the internet. So you get to decide who you are and so that you can start taking charge of your life and living the life you truly, truly want. And you know why this is important? Because you and your horse deserve to feel great together. So thank you so much for for being here with me today. I so appreciate you. If you want the show notes, go to marydebono.com forward slash blog forward slash H as in horse five, three, and that's lowercase H or, um, shoot me an email support at marydebono.com. The other thing is if you want information on the move with your horse program or effortless movement for equestrian program, it's all based on the Feldenkrais method, helping you and or your horse please go to marydebono.com forward slash join horse. It's just one word, join horse, lowercase. And there's no, you're not giving any money or signing up. Don't worry. You're actually just putting in your email, your first name and email. Then I'll know you're interested and you'll get bonuses and free things that we're doing. Okay, so there's no obligation. There's no risk, no obligation. There's also a link on that page to the actual details about the program. So if you're interested, but make sure you do both. I I don't just go to the details. Make sure you also put your name in the little box that says, you know, first name and then email, because that way you'll get, you'll get all the goodies. Okay. So marydebono.com forward slash join horse, all lowercase, all one word. Okay. So remember. You pay it, you, you become what you pay attention to, according to Dr. Feldenkrais. So let's pay attention to the things that matter. Thank you. Thank you again. And you matter, you matter and your horse matters. That's why I do this. That's why I share this with you. And I'm so excited. I'm so grateful, so grateful for you listening to the podcast and sharing it with your friends. Thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Easier Movement, Happier Horses. Remember to grab your free video masterclass for riders at marydebono.com forward slash rider. You'll get three easy, effective exercises to improve your back, hips, position, and posture. People love these videos. It's important for riders and non-riders alike. I'm Mary DeBono. Go have fun with your horses. Bye for now.